Hello there, and welcome to episode 24 of Hearthcast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player with your host, Root. And Freckleface. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to buy the World of Warcraft for your friend or loved one for Christmas. We are also going to go over some of our fishing for wishes, adopt a pet segment, and Root's going to give you his auction house tip and our new segment, Root's Rant. Yeah, I got a rant today. So I'm going to yell about something. All right. Stay tuned for that. I'd like to give a quick shout out to all of our guildmates over on Gorgonosh and Whisper Wind. And if any of those have who have, uh, you know, said hello to us anywhere in the past, like, you know, swagdog.com or somebody else. So hello to all you guys. Our website, as usual, is over there at www.hearthcast.com. You can go there for all the cool stuff that you don't get here in the podcast. Our email address, if you wish to contribute to the show, is contribute at hearthcast.com. If that's too hard to spell, you can always use our email submission form or send us a tweeter. A Twitter? A tweet. A tweet. A tweet. You can send us a tweet on twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. If that's too much work, you can always grab the phone, dial 321-558-7637, and leave your message there for us. As always, you can find the show over on iTunes, or you can listen to it here on other, any of the other podcast repositories that seem to be picking up this podcast uh, because of the quality and the nature and how great it's becoming every day and how big and large and wonderful that this podcast we're doing has become. So, Freckleface, what's going on with you this week in the World of Warcraft? Well, as you know, the patch 3.3 came out last week. That it did. And I am sure I'm with agreement with pretty much everyone that I am just loving this patch. Okay. The random dungeon feature, the auto queue, it is awesome. Is it now? It is. I haven't I, played it all, so I don't know. It is It is just fantastic how easy it is to get into a group, um, to get stuff done. I even logged on to my lobby and got into, was it Ragefire Chasm? Okay. And did a very quick run of that. You know, no time to find a group, no time to get there. Just, uh, you know, teleported in, killed everything, teleported back out. It was amazing. So it worked really well for you. It really did. You know, that might be something I need to do because I haven't been playing at all, primarily because, you know, Root's still sitting over there on Gorgonage. Sure. And everybody's over on Whisperwind now. So it's like I get on and I don't know anybody anymore. So it's like, huh. But now, you know what? With this, this thing, I have to check it out again to get on there and uh, and get the hookup with with the new raid dungeon thing you're talking about. Right, and they they introduced three new dungeons, and you have to start with the first one in it. Progresses the storyline of you know the overall of this expansion pack because you know this what this patch was called the Fall of the Lich King. Okay. And that doesn't mean that as soon as the patch comes out, you're going to be beating down the Lich King, but it introduces the steps toward it. Well, that's kind of good. I know you like the storytelling stuff on there, so that's cool. I do, and it was it was very interesting how um, in the middle of one of the dungeons, you know, you hear uh, Jaina talking with the spirit of Uther, and he says that, you know, you can't just kill the Lich King because then the Scourge will go crazy and kill everyone. Okay. So they have to, now there's strategy to it. you got to whittle just, it down, sounds like. Yeah, it's not just a matter of beating him down, so I'm curious. To see how that will turn out. And, you know, just a little side note there. One of the things that I that I liked about when we created our Death Knight characters was that entire storyline that you had to go through about the Death Knight, where you had to, we had to run to what, Stormwind, and people kept throwing, like, apples and tomatoes at us because Spitting we weren't, us, yeah, because yeah. we weren't accepted or cleansed or whatever it was we had to do. But you know, we went to the village and we're, like, raiding the village and killing all the villagers. And that made me sad. I loved that part. 
I was like, I like this. I get to be evil. So that you know, but I I like the whole storyline. So this is kind of cool. It sounds like it's got a story behind that quest series. And you know, like I said, I haven't been doing squat in the World of Warcraft over this last week. So primarily, like I said before, is because I everybody's gone, left me all alone. So I have I have slash cry. Well, I and thought you were going to transfer over. Well, that's Christmas. Christmas. And okay. That's you know that's coming up here soon. Uh, but it but it is you know soon. And well, not when, you, when you do. When I do, things will be better. But until then, be. you know, we'll see what we can do. Um, so what's going on with Blizzard? Now, I know I'm not doing anything, but Blizzard has to be doing something, right? Blizzard, for today, starts the Winter Vale holiday. Okay. Winter Vale. Uh, it's one of the longest-running holidays. It's about two and a half weeks. Um, there's the potential for an achievement, which goes toward the meta achievement, where you get, you know, the title and the Drake. Now, see, I remember this one last year. And the biggest thing I did with this one is I headed to, like, a lot of the, the capital cities and I watched the fireworks show. Oh. That was, that was towards the end of it, like New Year's, I guess, is when it was. But I thought that was just kind of cool, uh, running around and watching fireworks. I was like, yeah. And they did a good job on it, so it was kind of cool. So looking at our email back here, we have uh, an email question that comes from... Lifeboat. Lifeboat the Death Knight. And Lifeboat says, I recently started listening to your podcast. I find it quite informative, witty, and it has good insight into game areas that isn't really covered by other podcasts for a while. Thank you. I live in England, EU, and listen to your podcast from work. Um, you should be working, but we appreciate that. <laughs> I play a level 80 Death Knight on Shadow Song server over in the EU. And let's see, it says, I was wondering if it would be possible to get some backdated newsletters so that I have something to read through my lunch breaks. Uh, thanks for your time and keep up the good work. I can see about getting those for you. It's not something I've, uh, it's the first time someone's asked for some back issues. But I will tell you what, uh, Lifeboat, I will find that out for you and get that information to you. I think there is a way for the service that we use to actually provide uh, the back issues. So I will get on that right away. Should any of you guys have questions, again, just email those over to contribute at hearthcast.com. Use our website and submission form or like this next caller. Just call 321-558-7637. So, Frankface, we did get a call on the uh, HearthCast hotline. And we're going to take a listen to it now and then address the question that uh, this young listener asks. Hey, Root. Hey, Frankleface. I've been wanting to get World of Warcraft for Christmas. I have two questions. What type of computer should I get? And how do I convince my parents to get World of Warcraft for me? Hi. All right, that is a great question. It is the holiday season. You know it's the holiday season, right? Oh, I know. It's, it's the Christmas it season. It is the Christmas season. And a lot of people are going to be asking that same question. Hey, how do I get my parents or my loved one or my significant other or my roommate or anybody else, you know, I want to get them this game for Christmas, but I have no idea how to go about doing that, what this, you know, this is. So we're going to address this from a two-stance uh, two point or two-point stance or two sides of the issue. We're going to look at the technical side and then the real life side. So I'm going to address the te technical side of this. And now, as you know, um, World of Warcraft can run on either a PC or a Mac, so either Windows or a Mac. And we're going to look at the minimum requirements for both. Now, for XP, one of the biggest things you need on there, whether it be 32 or 64-bit, is you have to have Service Pack 3 on it. Uh, with with, with uh, Windows Vista, again, you have 32 or 64-bit, it's got to have the latest service pack installed. And with Windows 7, yeah, we're supporting it. 
except they're telling you that it's still so new, they're not quite sure exactly how it's going to support it. Minimum process requirement is an Intel Pentium 4, 1.3 gigahertz, or an AMD Athlon XP 1500. However, that is minimum, and I would shy away from minimum as much as possible. Recommended dual-core processor like the Pentium D or AMD Athlon 64X2. Memory, the minimum amount is 512 megs of RAM. However, don't. You know, it's just you're asking for pain and suffering. Or uh, if you run Vista, wants a gig. And uh, recommended one gig of RAM or two gigs of RAM for Vista users. Here's the thing on that one, guys. There's no such thing as too much memory. If you're looking for a good Christmas present outside of the world of Warcraft, ask for memory for your computer. Max it out to whatever your motherboard will support. You'll, you'll run everything much, much better. Video. The, the minimum requirements is a 3D graphics processor with hardware, uh, the Transform, and Lightning with 32 megs of VRAM, which is video RAM, like an ATI Radeon 7200 or an NVIDIA GeForce 2. However, of course, you're going to recommend higher than that, such as the ATI Radeon X1600 or the NVIDIA GeForce 7600 GT or better. Here's the thing, with a game such as World of Warcraft, which is visually intensive, a lot of stuff going on, you want a lot of extra uh, video RAM. In other words, you want your video card to do a lot of the video processing itself instead of handing that off to your computer and slowing it down. So again, as much as you can as far as video RAM and video speed on your card. Gigs, as far as uh, game storage, 15 gigs, which in these days isn't a whole lot, uh, but you want at least 15 gigs or more of hard drive space. Uh, your sound, you want a DirectX uh, capable sound card, which is pretty much everything nowadays. Um, and like I said before, they're still dealing with Windows 7, so they're only supporting the retail versions. They're not really doing if you, you know, if you get the upgrade or if you have a, a demo version or anything else. So um, those requirements will be posted as time goes on. However, if you, if you have a computer that's a new Windows 7 computer that you're going to get for Christmas, more than likely it's going to support the the requirements for uh, for WoW on on the PC. Now, over on the Mac side, which I play on, Freckleface plays on a PC, I play on a Mac, so it's kind of cool. Now, on the Mac side, we're looking at OS X 10.411 or later. It's not going to play in anything lower than that. You want at least a gig of RAM available, if not two. Again, you want to go for as much RAM as possible. Minimum processor you want on your power PCs, it's a G5. You want at least 1.6 gigahertz or the Intel uh, Core Duo processor. Recommended, of course, is an Intel 1.8 gigahertz or better for that. Get on video, same deal. They're going to recommend the ATI Radeon X1600 or NVIDIA 7600 class or better. Now, for everything, it doesn't matter if it's a Mac or a PC, you need a keyboard and a mouse. Now, they actually make gaming keyboards and gaming mice, but that's not necessary, especially if you're just getting into the game. Don't go out and say, hey, mom, hey, dad, or hey, significant other, in order to play this game, in addition to the software, in addition to my upgrades that I want for my computer, I want to get an extra keyboard or mouse. Don't go that route. Just use what you got. You should be fine. You need to be, uh, of course, have an internet connection. The faster, the better. Uh, you need a mouse, and again, you know, typical mouse will work. More buttons on it, the better, because you can actually sign things to different buttons, which is kind of cool. And you want at least, as we said before, 15 gigs of space on your hard drive uh, available for that.
As we said, this is the game works on a PC or a Mac, and if you're running Linux, then there are plenty of things available for you to run that uh, through Wine or any other device that they have to run uh, emulated modes. Is it uh, playable via a dial-up connection? Your answer is no. You're going to need broadband, DSL, cable, something at your office, something on there. Um, satellites? No, it's not going to work over satellite. It just it's not enough. You don't have enough bandwidth on there. Um, you can try, you can have a lot of latency, you'll be running real slow, you'll get disconnected, and finally going to you know, say, no, nah, you just can't do it. It does work over the EVDO or um, CDMA, uh, the 3G networks that everybody's broadcasting and telling talking about now. It will work over there. In fact, I've played World of Warcraft while, I, while my wife was driving up the interstate and I was riding shotgun. I'd played World of Warcraft. Not very well. I wouldn't recommend getting in a raid group or anything, but I've done auction house scanning and so forth doing that. Um, it can use up to three processors doing or during gameplay. Now, I've seen reports, and that's going to come up a little later on today, but I've seen reports of people saying that they're using actual uh, server farms or like 46 processors. It's going to support up to three, and anything over that, people are either lying or just trying to get a rise out of some people. So that's the whole technical side of it all. So just make sure that if you've got a computer that's about a year, maybe two years old, you should be good to go. That's the nutshell of it all. Um, other than that, if you're buying a new computer this year, you should be good to go as well. But always aim for the high. Don't aim for the minimum requirements. Aim for as much as you can possibly get because you'll get more enjoyment out of the game that way. So there's the hardware, the hard, you know, the geeky answer, and the not so exciting or not so involved answer. So Freckleface, what's the other side of this coin that we have? Well, can I throw in a side note here? Absolutely. I actually started playing Warcraft as a Christmas present to my husband. So wait a minute, let me, you played as a Christmas present to your husband. In other words, yes. you said, hey honey, it's Christmas and I've decided to play World of Warcraft and be your guildmate. Yes. Oh, that's kind of cute. Which, you know, you know, I would love that if, if my wife did that. That would be cool. I actually got a, a, a family member of mine, World of Warcraft, for Christmas. That was my son. And uh, he played for about three months until he really didn't like it anymore. Aww. Well, consequently now, it's kind of he plays Fusion Fall. Okay. Which is like World of Warcraft with Cartoon Network characters. Oh, well, you can't beat that for yeah, an so, 11-year-old. Yeah. No, and it's a lot of solo stuff versus group, and I think that's what it was. He didn't like the group having to do stuff very fast, being responsible for uh, you know, somebody dying or something in the game. Yeah, and people get very testy in groups. They do. They, they really, really do. do. So I think that's what kind of threw him off. Because I remember the one time we've talked about it on the podcast before where we had everybody over to the house and had the WoW Gaming Night, sure. and everybody was the pizza you know, names, and he had a blast doing that, but of course there was no responsibility either. We were all just running around having fun. Right. So that's probably why. Right. So, no, my, my husband had tried several times to try to get me to play. Um, I couldn't really gather up enough interest to do it, so finally just, I was like, all right, for Christmas I'll I'll try it. Was it just to get him to stop nagging you? Yeah, mostly, <laughs> but that was three years ago, so. And now look at you. Now look at me, Okay. <laughs> And I have tried off and on to try to get, you know, different people into the game. And a few things that I recommend is obviously um, make sure you do the recruit a friend. You know, you want to get that with the triple XP plus the rest of the XP and get your mount and the porting and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So if you're just getting into the game, make sure you know what helps. It's helpful if you know somebody else in the game. And you can start on their server and, you know, they can help you out. You get the refer friend, that whole night thing. If you, you know, if you're just joining the game... Uh, we recommend Whisperwind, and just look up either, uh, well, hopefully I'll be there by Christmas, so Root or uh, Vanilla. Vanilla, V-A-N-E, right? 
V-A-N-E-L-L-A. So Vanilla. You can look vanilla. up either of us, and we'll be glad to recruit you. And uh, just, you know what? Send an email in to contribute at hearthcast.com, and we'll hook you up with, with all that kind of stuff. So what else? I'm, I'm so here make a, jumping make a, all over. Make uh, a low-level low level character so you can play with your friend. Absolutely. You go and do the same thing. Um, a few things not to do. Don't over-explain it. I know, like, when you're kind of watching someone new play and they're, they're doing everything wrong or they don't seem to know what they're doing, like, you have the temptation to go in there and want to correct everything they do. Right. But that's just going to probably irritate them. So let them make their own mistakes. Yeah, let them figure it out. Um, let them play what I call vanilla style as in no mods because everyone has their own opinion on what not what mods you need. Right. Um, as far as necessity, just, you know, let them play the game as it is and then... If they start to complain, oh, I really hate this about the interface, and you can suggest a mod. Right, or if they're comfortable with something and they know how to do it, you can say, you know what, you, that's easier to do if you use this particular, like, for instance, last week when we were talking about the bag mod, you know, that's been great. Uh, you know, I added it on, it's been great for me, but I didn't know it was there before that. I didn't know it could do all that stuff, and it's really made a difference for me just on my bank tunes. Oh, sure. So, But the low that. levels, you're not, you're not, not in so that. much of a need at Yeah, you're not going to need that at that point. Yeah. Um, the other thing is to just make sure you help them with the realm selection and the character creation. Because you want to make sure they're on the right realm so that they can play with you, that they're playing the right factions, so that, again, they can play with you. And that they're not going to regret their class choice or their name choice. Right, and I can remember when I first decided to play World of Warcraft, I was having a lot of pressure from uh, some programming friends of mine. Well, not pressure, but they kept telling me, you should play, you should play, you should play. And finally I said, okay, I'm going to play. And... The first character I created, like I said, the guy, I went out and I created the uh, uh, Night Elf Hunter. And then I was kind of ridiculed by the guy. He's like, why'd you do that? Everybody creates a Night Elf Hunter. And I'm like, well, I didn't know that. So I wasn't given the advanced warning or anything. The only thing he told me was, hey, this is the server we play on. You should play on this server. So I said, all right. Now, after that, he did. He sat down with me. Well, it was on IRC, but he sat down with me on IRC and gave me you know, we talked about the different classes, the different races, and I decided that's when I decided I'm a gnome warlock. However, at that point, I still didn't know how hated gnomes were by the by the horde. And so, um, not that I regret having that that character, but I would have named on something else like you know, horde target or something, horde magnet <laughs> type thing. Now, let me ask you a question: If I was like like our caller, um, wanting to know how to convince somebody else to get that present for me you know if i was going to my parents or 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 my my spouse or my significant other and, and letting them know hey i really want to try this game for christmas um what are some you know ideas or thoughts that you might have that would persuade them to make the investment and uh, if let's just say it was just hardware or just software only just buying the software only what would you tell them or what would you have them do well, first of all, you know, you don't have to buy all the expansion packs. You can just start with the first one. Um, that'll cut down your cost. They come with a, I believe it's a 10-day trial. Okay. So you can always try it for free, and then once you get to the point where you have to pay for it per month, um, then it's all just negotiation strategy, you know, telling them, hey, I'll cut down on, you know, this expense so I can play. So when we're looking at, what, 15 or so bucks a month, depending on how you play, how you pay, it amounts to what, 50 cents a day? Pretty much. Which is... And if you do it long term, it's cheaper per month. Right. And that, you know, it amounts to less than a can of soda a day. Sure. But, you know, for if you're still in school, you know, you have to plan how you're going to keep it from affecting your schoolwork. 
Um, but other than that, you know, it's like, would you rather have your kid out where you don't know where the, where you don't know where they are, or home playing Warcraft? So they'd be saying, "Hey, mom, you know where I'm at? I'm right here. You know, I'm playing. I'm at home. I'm not going outside. I'm not hanging out with hoodlums." Exactly. You know, so, but yeah, it, you know, no matter what, especially if you're, you know, anybody, you know, work or school work comes first, in my opinion. You know, then then your entertainment with WoW comes first. But if you if you are employed or have a job or have school or whatever, then that should come first. Then WoW. So that's yeah. I mean that's cool. And like you said, it's all negotiation after that. So bottom line of it is, if they uh, don't know enough to make an informed decision, you can always have them listen to our podcast. There you go. And uh, we can help them out with that as well. Okay. So moving on to our next segment, we have. Fishing for Wishes. And Fishing for Wishes is where we talk about the different coins that are fished up out of the Dollarian Fountain, which are a wish from various characters in the World of Warcraft. And I always think they're neat to look at and talk about. So this week we have Arthas' Arthas's golden coin. Mm. And it says, Already I've had a kingdom in my prospects, a land to rule. What to ask for? Perhaps a frozen scone. Ooh. And I just like this because I think it shows that he, he started out as a good ruler. And he was driven mad by the suffering of his people, having to face the scourge. Um, you can read all about the saga of Arthas, whether it's on Wow Wiki or reading the novels that they publish. Um, but just one thing to understand is that he's not the Lich King. He's possessed by the Lich King. Oh. And in one of the new dungeons, they Uther says to Jaina that he is a small presence in the Lich King's mind. That's rather interesting. And it, Jaina makes it obvious that she's still in love with him. That's still in the bottom of it. She wants him to be redeemed. Well, I remember during the uh, the, the the Death Knight series, uh, you find out that Arthas was betrayed. Oh yes. In there, so he. You know, thought he was doing one thing and found out he was doing something completely different uh, for that. So that's that was one of the other things I liked about being the Death Knight is you learn a little bit of the lore, a little bit of the storyline while you were doing it. So, hey, if you haven't rolled a Death Knight, just roll it to go through that part of the storyline. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it takes about a couple hours, I think. It does. Well, it took me a couple days, but oh. probably you a couple hours. Well, it's a couple hours of playtime. Okay, I'll give you that. A couple okay. hours of playtime. Play um, but I, j- I like this because it... I got reminded of this coin, and after the you know the new dungeons, and there's going to be more that are opening up periodically, um, about once a month or so. And he kind of makes you wonder what's going to happen to him at the end. Is he just going to die? You know, is mm. he going to redeem himself? Redeem himself in some way, like um, or just go completely crazy? Yeah, I almost like want him to have a happy ending at the end. Kind of like a Darth Vader thing. Yeah. Mm, you know what gets me is the fact that Arthas would even consider throwing a gold coin into the fountain to make a wish. Oh, that's true. In and of that, because typically people, you know, you, you would expect someone who's lost everything or down on their luck or whatever to throw the you know fountain coin in the fountain, but Arthas himself throws the coin in. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I've said this every time we have this segment, the adopt a pet segment is one of my favorite segments that we have uh, because. Freckle Face, you go through and you tell people how to get more pets in the game. And it's something people really love and really enjoy. And we get you know a lot of email thanking us for your Adopt-A-Pet segment. Um, now, I know a lot of times that I miss out on it or I don't like it because there's a lot of things that I do in the auction house to sell pets. And then you turn around and you tell people to go buy them. But that's okay. Um, but you've got 
In Adopt a Pet segment today, we have a pet. And what do you have for us to go adopt today? This is the Corehound pup. Okay. Never how many times have you told me and our listeners to get an authenticator? Oh, I, a lot. All right. Well, now you have an extra incentive. The, wait. The giving away a puppy with a... With the, when you associate an authenticator with your account. Well, what about me? I've already associated mine. I don't know. We'll have to find that out today. Yeah, you need, that's your project. You need to that's check into project. that. You need to check into that because you should get one. All right. It's, it's our project, and then what we'll do is we'll figure out what it is, and we'll have a short cast tomorrow. On, on what to do and if you get if you already have an if account you associated have one. okay yeah but it's a little it's a core hound which is you know those are those dogs with two heads yeah they like stomp around dum, 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 dum. well they have a little puppy oh i wonder if it goes dum 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 it does it does it kind of it's, it's got its own little animations it's oh, adorable oh wow so you've already got one not yet okay i'm getting one for christmas so you're going to associate your account you're going to get an authenticator for christmas i will that is awesome mm-hmm. that's great uh, it what about uh cannon base is he getting one too He's getting one. We're getting one for uh, Sniper and Lumia Now, as well. Sniper and Lumia both have the iPhone. They do. So they can get the iPhone uh, uh, authenticator for like a buck. Oh, really? It's even cheaper than the little key fob one that I have, which is like six bucks. Well, maybe they won't get it. Maybe I'll just take it. I don't know. Well, no. What you do is you, you, just, you tell them, hey, here's $2. Go get yourself the authenticator. You give them, <laughs> both give them two bucks and you're done. Just give them $2. Yeah, go, go, go in the <laughs> app store. Christmas. Yeah, here's two bucks. <laughs> go in the app store and download that thing for your iPhone. We'll see. We'll see. I think you should do that. But if Sniper and Lumi are listening to this, then they know what they're getting for Christmas. Surprise. Wait a minute. So, yeah. M- Merry Christmas, guys. You know I like giving my auction house tips. I love my auction house tips. I love spending, you know, the quality time that I have in the auction house and you know, making as much gold as possible in the auction house and then sharing that information free of charge here on our podcast. So a lot of people put together you know, e-books and everything else and try to sell this information for people. And to me, I give it away. I think it's better to give it away than it is charged for. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Now, my auction house tip this week is a little more on the advanced side, but it's still something that you should be aware of um, in the auction house. And typically it deals with uh, buyouts. You've heard me say a lot of times if you go in and you see somebody who is, uh, you know, they have a couple things on the market and you're like, you know what, I could buy them out, I could relist these items for a higher price and make a profit, or I've got a bunch of these I want to list, so I should just buy them out to get rid of these people so that I can go list mine. Or, hey, I want to buy these things, but I'm going to undercut this person to sell my own because I've got a bunch of things, but I don't like this guy's price. Whatever the case might be, whatever reason that you're considering buying somebody out other than the fact that you want that item, always look at the amount of time that auction has left on it. Because for the bottom line of it is, if someone you know, only has a little bit of time left on their auction until it expires and they've got no bids or whatever else is going on, go ahead and let that auction expire. That way you can hang around. When that auction's gone, you go relist or you go list rather your items. You don't have to worry about spending any of your money to buy that person out to get them off the auction block. You just wait for that auction to expire. Then you go list yours and everything's as it should be. So that's the tip in a nutshell this week is to look at how much time something has on an auction. And be aware that if it's just a little bit of time and there's no bids or whatever, just let that auction expire and go on its merry way. That's about it for the tip this week. All right, sounds great. Now, our add-on, we like add-ons. You like add-ons. You have more add-ons than I have. Um, I went add-on crazy once and had way too many add-ons. I have uh, 
you know, issues with add-ons every so often, just like anybody else does, until you realize you can up- update them very easily. I still maintain the uh, Matrix updater because it still updates some things, the WoW Matrix. And I've got the other one by Curse Gaming. So I still update all my add-ons. At least once a week I go through both of them. I'll update them first with Curse Gaming. And then once that's done, I kill the Curse client because I hate the fact that that thing keeps running, um, wanting to run at all times. Then I go through WoW Matrix and update the ones in WoW Matrix. If you're using any kind of add-ons, definitely use both those to keep your add-ons up to date. Because if you don't, you're going to end up logging into the game one day and something not working or giving you wrong information. So what do you have for us this week, Freckleface? Well, your add-on of the week. Well, I was told when I switched my mage to Arcane Spec. Okay. I was told I had to get Quartz to help my DPS. I've heard this before. Okay, go ahead. Okay, now I won't get into that yet, but basically what Quartz does, several things. It's a lightweight implementation of a standard casting bar, and you can configure the size, the text, the icon positioning, and, and the colors. So that's the base of it. But a few nifty things it does. Um, one thing is the buffs. When you click on a target, it will display um, buffs and debuffs kind of in the center of your screen. So when I'm playing my mage, it's my job to put arcane brilliance in everyone. Okay. So I can click on someone, it'll show me right there in the center um, if I've buffed them or not in the duration of it. Mm. So that's helpful. It changes the color when you get interrupted. Like you have your bar. Oh, okay. So if you're watching the, the bar and somebody interrupts you by hitting you or, or, or damaging you. Sure. Okay, makes it sense. It also changes the color when your target moves out of range. That's like nice. I use Arcane Blast and it's like three seconds. And sometimes if I'm standing far away, it will they'll move and then I won't be able to cast it. But without that, I won't know until I've already gone through the three seconds and then it says, oh, you're out of range. Right, and I hate that because yeah, it's too. three seconds of your life wasted. Right, and you could be dead by then. Now, latency will uh, get make a portion of your bar red to give you an indication of how much lag you have. Okay, it makes sense because if you're lagging too much, then you're not really effective with your casts. Right, and you want to end up uh, pressing the next cast earlier than normal so you have time to make up for the lag. Makes sense. All right, and the other feature is what they call mirror, but it shows basic timers. I'll give you an example. You go into water, instead of just a bar, it says three minutes. Oh, about how much breath time you have left? Yes. That's, yeah, that's cool. Things like, uh, you know, your feign death, your resurrection timeout, which I think is cool. Because, you know, how you die frequently, all of a sudden you get to your body and it says... You know, you have to wait. Right, because you die so quick and your body's right there, you can't res so fast. Right, and this one will actually show you from the time you release. That's cool. So you know while you're walking. So it's giving um, you a lot of information. It really does. Um, party invite, you know, the timeout, mm-hmm. the arena game starting, and flight pass. I love that. What's it showing on flight, pa- on flight it pass? It shows you how long. The flight um, until you yeah, land? how long until you land. Okay, well, there's some other ones that do that. Quest Helper does that. I don't use Quest Helper. I you know, know you that. don't. I'm just like you know. I know that there are other mods that do this, <laughs> but the fact that I didn't want to sep- I didn't want to download something separate for it. Right. And it has it in there. Um, another thing is like if you're crafting a lot of materials. Okay. It'll give you a timer for that. Oh, so you know how long it's going to be until like yeah. if your smelting is available again or something. Um, not quite. Like if you're stacking like 
if you're smelting 20 bars, it'll say... Oh, so when you say smelt say, all, right. it'll say, okay, X amount of time until you're done? Yes. See, that's cool because I remember a lot of times when I was smelting large items, I'd be like, smelt, and then walk away. And then come back and yeah, I'm still smelting and walk away. Yeah, yeah I come back. So if I knew ahead of time... Stops at that. Yeah, I'm going to be smelting for the next seven minutes. Okay, I got seven minutes to go kill, do something else. And the last thing it does is it displays a swing timer for your melee weapon as well as hunter auto shot. Ooh. That's pretty cool. So really what it's doing is giving you statistical information about the time inside of World of Warcraft until you're going to do something different or things are available to you. Sure, and it makes just a lot of things a little more visually uh, noticeable. So it gives you, you can make, instead of just waiting for something to happen or waiting until you can do something again, now it's going to tell you when you can do something again or if you should do something a little faster because of like latency or anything else. I like that. It's very good. That's a very geeky tool. All right. So that's cool. That is Quartz. That's quartz and quartz uh, casting bars. Again, you can get that through the Curse Gaming Client or or WoW Matrix probably, but I would stick with Curse Gaming Client and use WoW Matrix as your as your updating backup for that. You know, there's stuff I don't like about the World of Warcraft. Oh, what's that? There's a lot of things. No, not a lot of things, but in this case, there's one thing that has always bothered me about the World of War- World of Warcraft on the uh, on a PvP system, and that is the fact that I don't think that Blizzard has a good enough grief system in place. What do you mean by grief system? When you are getting camped by somebody, by whether or not the person you know is just killing you for fun or killing you to annoy you or whatever the case might be, um, there's not enough stuff in place to protect the person who's getting camped by the person who is camping them. Now, before everybody starts crying that I'm just a whiner and I don't like PvP, you have to understand... If I don't have a chance as a player, zero chance whatsoever to defend myself against the person attacking me. In other words, if I have a lower level character, say a 30 or a 40, and there is an 80 level character who can one-shot kill me, that should not be allowed, in my opinion. Because I have zero chance as a player to defend myself against that 80. Now, if you're getting camped by the person because this happens all the time people say you know what? i'm gonna go i'm gonna go camp out here as an 80 and i'm gonna wait for this lobby character to come in and i'm gonna kill him if you're just in the middle of nowhere and there's no there aren't any npcs around there's no way to there's no way for you to get help at all then it is an unfair advantage to that 80 level person who is killing you for nothing more than the sheer fact that he is going to derive some kind of pleasure out of making your time and your experience a miserable one in the world of warcraft uh, most of the time people just log off and go go do something else for a while which causes world of warcraft to lose an, a segment of their audience for the time now i'm not proposing a complete uh ban against it like some people have said well you know if there's that much of a difference you have no chance to protect yourself then that character should not be able to attack you and i don't believe in that because that's not true pvp I just think that, okay, if I'm going to get ganked by an 80 level and I don't have any, I have zero chance to protect myself, then I should get some kind of a flag that says, all right, this guy's already been ganked. Leave me alone for the next 30 minutes. And I'll go, okay, cool. I got ganked. Cool. I'm not being camped. Or, you know what? Give it two shots. Let the guy kill me again. And it's until he goes, all right, I've been killed twice. That's enough. Because it's not, it's not proving anything. The fact that an 80, you know, an 80 level character can kill a 40 level character. Whoop de do. It doesn't prove anything. There's no benefit for either either of the, of, of the parties in that. Now, stuff that defers on that, if I'm in a major city 
that should not apply. Because if I'm in a major city and there's a guy attacking me and there's 80 attacking me and I'm a 40, there are enough guards, there are enough other people that I could have some way to protect myself in there. But if I'm in the middle of nowhere doing a quest and there's a guy over there ganking me just for the sheer pleasure of ganking me, there should be some kind of mechanism in place to, you know, limit the amount of times that can that so he can't camp me forever while I'm there. Okay. I hear what you're saying. So what do you feel about that? Because well, I know you've ganked people before. Well, my first reaction is this is from the guy who calls PV servers Care Bear servers. I do call them Care Bear servers. Um. <laughs> and the reason I call them Care Now, if I want to take my 80 up against another 80 and that guy can be completely outgeared and, like, he could have, like, the uber, uber PVP gear and I don't, so what? That's my fault for not being able to go get the gear. I have a chance to defend myself by getting the gear. But a 40 level versus an 80 level, I could have the best uber gear of the 40 and not be able to defend myself against the 80. Hmm. That's the difference. And then that's where, I mean, South Shore. Well, I like that you don't get honorable kills for gray level characters. Right, but you should be able to get a dishonorable kill. See what I'm saying? Uh, that's, that's the difference. I'm not going to get an honorable kill because there's no value in it for me, but I don't get any kind of repercussion in it either. I'm just saying if I go as a horde in the South Shore and decide to totally wipe out the 20s and 30s in South Shore, you know, go in there, kill the uh, flight master first so people can't go anywhere, and proceed to kill everybody that's in there, yeah, it's fun. But there's no quest or no achievement or nothing else I get for doing that. So except for, you know, making everybody else who's in there miserable. Now, there's just there should be something to protect the low E person. Like I said before, I'll take a kill, I'll take two kills. But after that, it's not serving a purpose except to annoy me. So I might as well go ahead and, and you know, log off and go away. And that defeats wow, in fact I've talked to people who quit playing simply because of that. One of my buddy, one of the guys that got me into the game, quit playing simply because every team in Law Donny was getting destroyed by. You know what would actually be great. Tell me. Okay, you know how you can teleport to a dungeon. Mm-hmm. What if an area that was getting ganked, like the town was being attacked, it allowed 80s from anywhere to teleport there to defend their city. That kind of reminds me of something they had in EverQuest that was called a Hot Zone. Okay. And there's another game, and I can't think of the game right now, but it was, it might have been EverQuest too. I don't recall, that allowed you, when you logged on, to go to the Hot Zone. In other words, where was all the action taking place right then and there, the most active place oh, on the server. okay. And that would, you know, if, well, you know, that's not going to protect me as I was out in the middle of nowhere and I'm getting ganked by a guy because that's not going to create a Hot Zone. But, yeah, if there was a major attack on a city, then sure, man, that'd be kind of cool to do. Then you could, you know, everybody could get to that location. and do it. Now, you know, the flip side of this is I have gone, and what's that little horde town? I think I've asked you this question before, and I can never remember. I think it's Hammerfall. I'm pretty sure it's Hammerfall, the one over by Arathi Basin. Yeah, that's Hammerfall. It's got the, uh, the horde's um, doctors in there where you get your, your first aid quest. Uh-huh. I've gone in there as Root, as my 80, and killed everybody in there and taken over that little area before. All right. Now, even though that's not a major city, I was actually with another guy. I didn't know who the guy was. We were bored. We were in there. We did that. But it caused a bunch of other 80s to show up and protect the place. Mm-hmm. Now, we were killing guards and, you know, lobby characters. So in that scenario, there is a chance for, somewhat of a chance anyhow, for the people to protect themselves. And it actually caused a lot of... Horde to get in there and, and eventually drive us out and reclaim their city. 
and that was just a small one, a small city. I know there are actual achievements for uh, both Horde and Alliance to go into the opposing faction city and control it as well. I'm just talking about the guy who was out questing, you know, killing X number of of animals to turn in their paws to somebody or whatever, and you have somebody who is twice your level there waiting for you to show up and this is going to gank you. Because there's only so many times you can yell, hey, I'm getting ganked by this guy in Trade Channel. Because there's only so many people who are going to show up and bother to help you. Well, usually the only thing is that in trade, how do you get to the Trade Channel when you're out being ganked? Or... You know, your own guild channel or whatever. Whoever, well, you know, whatever channel you can get to. What if they had the local defense, or they had a defense channel that when you complained about something, well, basically everyone everyone can hear it. That'd be kind of cool. Server-wide defense channel. Because, I mean, I, I just agree that, you know, the lobbies need to be protected because there are ways to protect them. Such as? Well, like I said, I mean, they don't they don't give you an incentive for killing lobbies, for one. The other thing is, you know, you can turn your flag off so that it's only contested areas when it happens. So you don't get ganked in the cities. And the other thing is, you know, the PvE realms. I mean, I never get ganked when I play right. Wind. Right, and, and you won't either unless you have your flag on and then you get, you know. But it's still, I mean, on a PvP server, there is the element of PV, PvP where you're going to go out and you know that any time you can be attacked by the opposite faction. And mm-hmm. that's cool. I dig that. I'm with that. It's just the unfair advantage when I'm starting off in a lobby area and there is an Uber 80 in there and he's killing everybody. But that gives you more motivation to get to 80. So that gives me happen. more motivation to log off and go play Connect Four or something. I don't know. <laughs> log on to Facebook and play Mafia Wars. You know, do something else. But that's just, you know, that's my rant. And, you know, people can disagree with me and they can. I tell you what, if you have an opinion on it, call me, email me. Twitter me, whatever you want to do, let me know your opinion on whether or not World of Warcraft and Blizzard themselves needs a better grief system in the World of Warcraft. Sound fair? Uh, sounds good. All right. Now, have you been noticing all the cool uh, emails we're getting from Swagdog this week? I have. We've gotten a lot of them, a lot like, of sales. Like every day. They're like doing the 15 days of sales for there's, Christmas. There's 12 days of Christmas. All right, so they're doing their 12-day sale. <laughs> <laughs> I just know there's a lot of them, and I'm digging them. I, there's all these cool things you're giving away. Well, incentives giving away for people to, to to get their swag dog gear, and I think that's pretty cool. But you've got yours. I like my more cowbell shirt. You got the more cowbell shirt, which is that's from the Saturday Night Lives. Good. I know. I love it. That that's all. I haven't ordered mine yet. I I've have Will Ferrell's that. face to wear. <laughs> Will Ferrell, she has your face. <laughs> if you're looking for it, Freckleface has it. So not only do you have Freckle Face, you have Will Ferrell's face. That's right. That's scary. That's your next two name. Will Ferrell's face? Will Ferrell's face. Will Ferrell face. How about just Ferrell face? No, that's already been taken. Oh, has it? Because I would say it could be like a cat. Well, I think Cannon Face already has a character named Ferrell Face for his druid. Score! You just borrow his. So... Yeah, you know what? They still make great Christmas gifts, and there's still probably just enough time for you to get something off of Swag Dog for somebody for Christmas. Uh, so go check out SwagDog.com. Um, I'm going to go there today and get my stuff. I've got to get it ordered, and today's going to be the day that I go get mine. Uh, so with, with Freckle Face's help, I'm going to order all my cool swag today from SwagDog.com. So that pretty much wraps it, us, wraps it up for us today, this week. Um, thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hearthcast.com. Remember, the ACN hotline is 321-558-7637. Uh, 
You can always email us at contribute at hearthcast.com. Use our website submission form or go ahead and Twitter us anything that you have to say about our show. And if you do like this show, then please let us know. You can always rate us on iTunes, send us an email. Um, and please tell your friends and your guildmates, link to us from your blog, your Facebook, your MySpace, other account. We always will give you a link back if you link to us. So until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com.